Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. This is episode 43. We're gonna talk the last two episodes of Yellowstone. So I'm with Amy and Mark. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, Howdy y'all. I beat you I to it, I did, you did, because we're like cowboys. <laughs> I got you. I'm a cowboy, baby. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. So no? sorry, everybody. No. 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 Right. Was, it, was it Bon Jovi from New Jersey? Yes. I mean, you see a lot of that song that didn't track. Well, it's, it's John Bon Jovi can sing whatever he wants. That is just fine. <laughs> True. You can just dial that back right now. Okay. So. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yellowstone. Yellowstone. So we've so far we've talked about episodes one, two, and three. So today we're going to talk about episode four, aka the Jimmy episode, aka setting up for the other spinoff. And then we'll talk about episode five, um, which I liked much better than episode four. So in episode four, Jamie gets some surprising news. Beth receives an offer, and Jimmy settles in on the road, and tensions boil over in the bunkhouse. I know it wasn't all about Jimmy, but it just felt like it was all about Jimmy. Um, and it, it kind of... <laughs> hey, I've made no her. bones of the fact that Jimmy is my least favorite. I, and it's not the actor. It's just the character of Jimmy. I just... I don't know. And it's funny because... My husband uh, went back and started watching Yellowstone from the beginning because he hadn't seen it yet. So I was watching like the first episode with him. And the first thing that surprised me was how quickly everything happened. But then secondly, when I was watching with him, I had forgotten like Jimmy was just fresh out of jail. And like he was a, a mercy hire because John was friends with his grandfather or his dad or something. And like right from episode one, I was like, Ugh. Ugh. Um, so I just continued to not not dig his storyline, and I was kind of excited when he was leaving. But now we have to watch him travel to the new place, and I you don't know, know. I I feel like Jimmy his story was really wasted potential because he started off sort of a fish out of water comic relief, you know, everyone's punching bag, and right when you sort of felt like there was just no hope for him in this world. He shows this incredible talent for actually, uh, you know, riding bucking uh, broncos, and mm-hmm. it remind it's it's like in Buffy when Willow starts to study magic. She was so boring, and all of a sudden she's got this edge, and there's something she's not just good at; she's great at. And I'm like, okay, he is gonna become like this big stud on the ranch, start commanding respect, maybe steal in some of the girlfriends' hearts, whatever, and then they throw him off a bronco, and he, you know. He, he gets the special parking places for the rest of his life. Right. <laughs> but like, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I want him to have more of a character arc and he just keeps doing stupid things. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's never any kind of like growth for his, that's not true. It's not that there's no growth for his character because obviously there is, right? But I just feel like there's nothing that makes him, and to be fair, I think this is probably why a lot of people do like him. He never becomes Lloyd. He never becomes Rip. 
Like, he never becomes somebody who, like, would live and die for Yellowstone and, like, wouldn't get on that horse mm. for fear of being thrown off. Not not that they would be afraid, but you know what I mean? Like, he knows that he's not supposed to be on the horse. He knows that he's been injured. He knows that if he gets hurt again, like, it's game over. He does it anyway, which is so selfish. And I feel like, like, Rip and Lloyd and so many of those other guys who work the, the ranch would never risk their career at Yellowstone. Like, they would never do something like that. It just felt like, I don't know, It, it that's part of the issue that I have with him is that he's just all about himself. Yeah, well, it feels his, like. his first injury was over being distracted by Mia, and then his second more fatal injury was, uh, you know, following, Mita, following Mia's lead and not what the rest of the ranch hands would have done. So, right. Yeah, he's he's not following the the Yellowstone way to put it right. in, you know, sort of in that frame. Exactly. Um, you know, these last two episodes for me, I think like six, seven times, you know, they kept cutting back to him and they, he'd have his scene. I'd go, okay, good. That's the perfect place to end his story. Let's get back to Yellowstone. Like, like, right. let's go. He, we'll see you in the spinoff. Bye bye. And then right. they'd cut back to him later. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. It's Jimmy again. <laughs> Right, and that's, and that's me, a that, thing. Go ahead. And that was, and that that to me is kind of where I'm disappointed is because I did like Jimmy. I like his story, like, and I don't mind him going on the horse, and like, I just want to see where that story goes. Um, I just, I just, it bothers me that now he's not part of the Yellowstone, and it does take away from the Yellowstone storyline, which is, I, you know, what the show's really about. And without Jimmy there at the actual ranch, it's like he serves really no purpose except to kind of build a little intrigue into what the spinoff might look like. And that's it. Right. And that's exactly. and, I, and I just don't like that. That's to me. And I could be wrong. We could maybe he does play a purpose later down the road. But to me, like that's the sole purpose of his storyline. It's just for the spinoff, but not for the Yellowstone show itself. Right, so and that ha- makes me wonder: was was Jimmy always was his end game always going to be going right. to the four sixes? Like, was that from day one? Is that why Jimmy was on the show? And if that's the case, then I'm kind of almost more on board with the character of him because I'm like, okay, so he was never really supposed to be part of Yellowstone because he's going to go be part of four six. You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. know, I don't know. But anyway. I didn't mean to focus on Jimmy the whole time because there were. I don't know. I think he's happened. your favorite. He's your favorite. You remind me of Jimmy. Oh, you what? Me. <laughs> ow, ow. We're done. We're done now. Um, Let's talk about the badass character of the show. I mean, I don't even want to waste any more time anyone else if we're not talking about Beth. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> my my dad loves Beth so much. Every time she like makes an appearance, he's like, "All right, now." Now the show is going to get interesting. It's true. When she's on that screen, you know something's going down. She's just so everything. Everything from watching her dad change and telling him she didn't need the anatomy lesson to taking charge of that company in the last episode. Um, She's just badass. You know, and I love it. And I live for her dialogue. Like she's my my spirit animal when she goes on the warpath. But I feel like she's going to go full Anakin Skywalker on us because like... There's that scene where John was talking to Casey about, you know, you don't have the evil I need. She's the evil I need. And we're watching her character get 
physically more and more deformed every season. She had that little scar under her eye from uh, from, from when the thugs broke in to her mm-hmm. office. And then the explosion. She has the scar under her face and the burns on her back. Like she's turning into like this this evil creature. And I want her to be, you know, if I want her to have redemption. I want her to, I, I, like I feel like they're trying to show us some kind of parallel process that she has always been beautiful on the outside but broken on the inside and now they're breaking her outside too. Like, Ooh, her outside I, is going to match her inside. And I, I want something beautiful. Like, I need a phoenix from those ashes. Like, someday. It doesn't have to be right now because evil Beth is fun. But right. But it's like, how much meaner can she be? Well, that's why I wonder. I wonder if she's going to get to a point where even Rip is like, mm, yeah, no. Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like he would forgive her anything. Even the but, aborted baby, though? Well, there, uh, I don't know. And and if that happens, if he finds that out and is like, we're done, like, that's the end of any humanity in Beth. Yeah. Like, she is going to just burn Montana to the ground. Right. And and Jamie is sitting on that piece of information. Oh, like, he could, he could blow her life up at Emma's oh, notice. And now that he has a child... Yep. Or now that he knows that he has a child, I think when she finds that out, I mean, all hell's going to break loose because yeah. Jamie has the thing that she believes he took from her. Yeah. And he just came by it, I mean, accidentally, you know. Um, right. Insult to injury. I mean, and let's talk about what a great reveal that whole section, that whole storyline was. Jamie finds out, lo and behold, you know, our, our big question of, of recent episodes was... Who did the, you know, who led the attack on the Duttons? He finds right. out it was his dad and he goes, right. you know, hightails it over to his dad's ranch to have it out with him. And before he can really even get to the point, you know, out, out comes baby. Like that was crazy. That was awesome. That's good soap right there. It is. But I feel like maybe I missed and maybe I did miss something. But like, why was Christina at his dad's ranch? She, I think she just showed up. There was that one scene. Where the dad walks out and he's like, what are you doing here? Or who are you, I think? And it was like very quick. And I thought he was dead. Like literally. Yeah. Like, you know. Someone came. Yeah. Someone. And I think that's what they were trying to show. But yeah. um, that's. I think that's it. That's the only build up that was there for that. Okay. All right. Because that made me feel like maybe they. Did he call her? Something? Like, right. Exactly. But I guess or, if he was asking, why are you here? Or. Were the, I mean, it didn't seem like he'd never seen her before. Are they in cahoots for the attack on the Duttons? Well, she, and that's... She but what does she have to gain by that? Alienating Jamie from them? I mean, if, if they were all dead, if that was the end game, then there's no better way to free Jamie from that tether. Yeah, that's true. To free Jamie from that tether. But, like, is is that... If... if thinking in terms of every other show that I've seen where there's been a surprise baby very often they show back up on the scene because they need money right mm. so I would think she would want to work to get him more in with the Duttons because if he's out from the Duttons then he's he doesn't he's not going to have anything like his you know what I mean well or if all the Duttons are dead and he's the sole beneficiary I can't imagine he's in that will. Well, true. I don't know. 
I don't know. Hmm. But uh, hmm. it, it did seem, you know, a couple episodes ago, I was all hot and heavy for the idea that it was that, sur- that the Beck brother survived and he was bankrolling this massive attack on the family. Um, right. So obviously that theory was wrong, whatever. But uh, where did his, you know, ex-felon has a small ranch dad come up with all of the, the power? You know, he had the connection in jail, sure, but... How does he put together a paid militia to execute this whole thing? That's yeah, funny. not so much the power, but where does he have the money for that? Yeah. That was my question. So I'll be I interested. Obviously, you know, everyone in that scene, they've got a lot of splaining to do. So I'll be interested to see how they flesh out uh, Jamie and his, I think it's Christina, I think. Yeah, his, Christina yeah. is her name. And his, and his bio father, like, like what's next for, for them? And is it really his kid? Yeah. I mean, there's always that, you know, twist that they could throw in there, too, which would just be awful for Jamie. I mean, really, I, I don't love Jamie as a character, but I can't imagine <laughs> if that, too, is like, you know, fake and not real. And that would be pretty bad for him. But my favorite part of episode five um, was the introduction of Piper Perabo because she is one of my favorite favorite actresses and i'm happy to have another female character on the show who's tough oh from um, coyote ugly yes yeah yes. who's tough like beth without being beth um i i really i like this idea i'm totally fine with monica and tate being off you know uh, you know, doing their own thing i don't necessarily need monica at me although they did seem like they were getting along better but i'm i would be super happy with a casey and i don't remember her name in the show but a casey and piper parabo pairing um and i particularly like you know again i like the fact that she was there for the protest and this is one of those things like john dutton is such a complex character because he really is doing and allowing some pretty terrible things to happen in the name of keeping his family's legacy, right? And fulfilling his father's dying wish and not letting go of even one inch of that land. He's doing some pretty bad stuff in order to keep that going. But he's not a bad guy. Like, I don't feel like he's a bad guy. Like, he's when he starts to change that tire in that episode, help that lady out, and then here... He's talking to Piper Perbo and you know, he's he's like, Yeah, I, I don't I don't Sorry, hate you or whatever. You he's again? like, you know, I I get it. You're you're feeling those protests and he's like talking to her and she's like, Why would you give me a ride? And he's like, Because you need one. Like, I don't know. The, his character's so complex, like well, it's from episode like what, to epi- go ahead. It's kinda of like what Casey said at one point, I think he was telling it to um Monica is like we're not evil. The people who are coming after us are evil, and we have a right to protect the our land and our family, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, you know, it's I I was watching an interview with Mark Hamill. He was talking about being Skeletor on that. He-Man. Oh, I saw that. That was good. <laughs> he said a really cool thing, which is villains don't know that they're villains. You know, right. they, mm-hmm. they feel like they have a good motivation, whatever it might be. And yeah, they might step on people along the way to, to get what they want, but it's all for a, a greater good, you know, fill in the blank. And so I do see J- 
John Dutton as a complex character, Amy, for sure. And uh, I think he does a lot of wrong things, but for right or even occasionally noble reasons. And it's as a viewer, and that's good writing. I mean, as a viewer, it's, you, you, you want to love him, but he's got a lot of warts that you got to accept with that. Right. Um, but right. you do, but you love him. He's a, he's, I guess they'd call it an anti-hero. I mean, he's, you know. He's... Yeah, like, and throughout an episode, I feel differently about him, like, at the beginning of the episode, and then the middle. Like, every time he's on the screen, he's doing something that either makes me angry with him or makes me like, oh, John Dutton. Like, I can't. <laughs> And, and you're right. That's excellent writing. Because, again, with Jimmy, I don't hate Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy's not a bad guy. Jimmy's just like a blah character to me, right? And so I watch him and I'm like, oh, Jimmy's on the screen. Um, <laughs> he is Casey, a pebble, he's a pebble in the shoe of your Yellowstone viewing. Right, right. Casey is this character who I feel like Casey does most of the dirty work. I mean, Casey's got his hands dirtier than anybody else in that family, really. Like, even Beth, like... The stuff that she does tends to be like business dealy, but Casey just walks around and shoots people. Like Jake, Casey has so much blood on his hands for the Dutton family, in the name of being the livestock commissioner. Which yeah. I mean, give me a break! I can't I, I, remind me not to move to Montana if the livestock commissioner is really allowed to just walk around shooting people like that just because he throws on like his little livestock commissioner badge, you know? Um, well, but, and. By the same token, Rip is loyal and romantic and noble and, by all definitions, a serial killer. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I love him. He's my favorite character on the show. I love Rip um, because because we see that side of him with Beth. And we see that, speaking of Rip, I was really mad at Rip. I really, I'm really upset with how upset and he is with Lloyd. I agree. You know? And, I, and Kevin like, Costner kind of calls him out on it. Yeah. He's like, remember who he is to us, who he is to you, to this ranch. Right. Well, and and, but then Rip like, says, but then Rip says, the only reason he's still walking is because of who he is to us. And I feel like, why are you being so much harder on Lloyd than the other guy? Like, I don't know. There's just something, yeah. well, something and, weird there. I want to put a pin over in the the summer, which is Piper Parabo's character's name. The summer. Oh, summer! Jonathan. Thank we'll you. We'll come back to that, but but on this topic, uh, it reminds me of of the Ted Lasso scenes where we the that assistant coach that became our villain at the end. Um, Nathan. I, I, uh. Nathan, thank you. <laughs> I, I keep wondering why we're. I mean, it, the, the whole conflict is really dumb. I mean, Laramie, yes, she's beautiful, but the actress has had no character development. Uh, except for sex scenes, hello, right? And, uh, and she has like three lines per episode, but yet it's enough to to take Lloyd, who is probably as a ranch hand had tons of romantic interludes over his you know many many years. Suddenly he is like a fourteen year old schoolboy wanting to beat up the the quarterback who stole his girlfriend. It's and and scowling at him and acting a fool, and now it's it's create this dumb conflict has created this other dumb conflict with Rip hating Lloyd for hating Walker. And I'm going, it's just this Laramie girl. <laughs> like, go to the strip See, and club. that's the thing. I don't, I don't think that Lloyd was, I mean, obviously I think it's about Laramie, but I don't think it is. Like, Lloyd has never liked him. 
you true, know, and true. he's not supposed to be there anyway. He was supposed to have gotten been gotten rid of at the train and station. So, yeah. Right, exactly. And so the fact that he's still there, I think that's what Lloyd's angry with. Like, why is he still here? He got kicked out, and he gets to stay. And if I'm Lloyd at this point, like I'm questioning my loyalty. Like I'm like, I feel like that's where he's at. Yeah. But he's being so nice with, with, um, with what's the boy's name? Carter. Yeah. He's being so nice with Carter and he's really helping. Yeah. Boy. He's really helping him out where, you know, Rip is just like horse at saddle. And then he's like, Lloyd, you got to show the boy how to do stuff. And so Lloyd's like, all right. You sound just like Rip. I mean, (laughs) what can I say? Um, but he, you know, and, and Lloyd's really taking some time. And I feel like Lloyd is, I don't know, feeling very grandfatherly towards this kid. And now I'm wondering, I I think this would be an interesting way if it went, like, over the next couple episodes, because I think there's five episodes left, if Lloyd gets Carter to feel loyal to him because he's being nurturing to him and mm-hmm. turn against Rip because Lloyd's mad at the way that Rip is treating him. And I think that might be interesting if Rip is being Rip, but if he's kind of having, you know, not not soft feelings towards the boy, but starting to feel a little fatherly towards the boy. Mm-hmm. And Lloyd, who this kid is now going to bond with because Lloyd's doing all the fatherly things with him, if Lloyd then turns the kid against Rip, that would be an interesting storyline. Yeah, and there's a lot of... You know? The, the stage is set for a lot of really deep betrayal against the Duttons and or the ranch because we still have Rainwater out there who had like a super bonding sweat lodge moment with Casey's son. Right. You know, and uh, and who knows if I mean, Rainwater still has this vendetta against against Dutton. They For a while. Yeah, they, it's they not over. A, they had a shared enemy for a while, but but, you know, he's still got an end game somewhere out there. And maybe it maybe Lloyd even fits into that somehow. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm just super curious how it's all going to pan out because there's, like you just said, there's so many different people who right now are mad at them. And, and I'm, and I'm wondering, you wanted to put a pin in it. We can go back to Mm -hmm. summer. Like I'm wondering how that's going to play out the next episode that we don't have any info about it, but it's called, I want to be him. And oh. there's so many things that that could refer to. I was hoping you know it was I mean? called Summer Lovin'. Oh, that would be so great. <laughs> I would oh. love that. Well, I don't so, know. I, cracking the summer nut back open here. Uh, so, like, I, I loved the opening scene of episode <coughs> where... Beth had that somewhat cringy but but heartfelt conversation with her dad about him needing let's call it romance in his right, life. Right, right. <laughs> um, but it's it sort of plants a little seed in the John Dutton character that we get to see start to grow when he meets Summer and they have. I mean, I wouldn't call that a meet cute, but it was certainly interesting how you know she's a protester and he has her arrested and then bails her out and all that stuff. Um, I love the idea of her character in the house at slash in his life and that will get under everyone's skin and and that sort of thing i mean classic like you know dynasty stepmother material 
But, so um, you're thinking you're thinking of her as a pairing for John. Absolutely, or at least an <gasps> a, an intended pairing, but possibly having sparks with the sons. I kind of love that. I didn't and, even think of it. I was thinking Casey just because I'm like whatever with him and Monica, but now I'm thinking, oh, I love that. Well, you're welcome. And um, <laughs> I uh, the, the only complaint I have, and it's not. It, you know, it, it, it can be redeemed, but uh, they just introduced her in such a flaky, I, I mean, she was such a one note, like crazy hippie protester like, with women dumping paint on themselves, which by the way, you throw paint at the people you hate, you don't like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not much of a protest. I'm right, going to make myself have yeah, exactly. Take that. But um, like. You walk so, by in your fancy fur, I'm going to put red paint on me. And now I'm a mess, haha. Ha. Um, but anyway, point being that that whole scene was just super dumb. But um, I'm, I'm, yeah, and and she didn't really seem summer. Didn't really seem to have some great crusade other than sticking it to the white man. You know, the, the uh-huh. old, the old, you know, business mogul. You know, you must be bad and Earth Day every day. And she didn't really have any great game plan or. or goals or desires at least that she's communicated to him and he's sitting there telling her all about his way of life and you know we live we live on the earth in a different way than you think and so she has all these aha moments about him but i don't see anything interesting in her character yet it's very one note so i hope that changes but i definitely i'm picking up a vibe that she's going to be that one or more dutton men are going to be crushing on her but that john is the one thinking she's well, I'm just going to tell you, while you've been talking, I did a little Googling, and one of the articles I found was Yellowstone Season 4, John and Summer Relationship Sealed as Star Drops Fantasy Clue. So, Hey-o. I guess it's going to be a thing. That's kind of super exciting for me now, because I really didn't think about that at all. Um I- but think about, though, how great it would be if, you know, just imagining the future here, if she and John are a thing, officially, but she has a forbidden love for Casey, and Casey's married to Monica, and Monica's picking up on it, and Beth hates everybody, and they all have to sit at the dinner table together. <laughs> like, I, like, that's the stuff I'm tuning into Yellowstone for. It's not the cowboy porn. I don't care how you do a saddle. Right, right. <laughs> it's the dinner table. It's, it's that stuff. So that's the kind of stuff I'm excited about. Right. And to be fair, I mean, John was with the governor who was younger and Mm -hmm. now he's younger or she's younger as well. So it's super. And and it's the same episode where Beth was having the conversation, like you said. So it's mm, it's very possible. I don't know. I just hope that it's not stupidly done. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to, like, if this is how they're going to do it, then they need to make sure that she becomes more of a three-dimensional character. And I feel like they also need to make sure that it's not, I don't know. I feel like it's, it has the potential to be very cliche. Mm. Like, the old dad brings home the young girl, the kids hate the young girl, and you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. At some point, Beth is going to say something like, you know, she's younger than I am. Or, you know, I, I don't know. Beth is going to be mean to her. and <laughs> Or maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I, if they're going to do it, I hope they go for it full force and it's not 
poorly done. Like, I hope they make it worth our while to watch because I'm, I'm on board for that relationship. Yeah. But I mean, a, a good cat fight in the pond. I'm, I'm here for that too. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> you had to take it there. Uh, well, so I guess that's it for season for episodes uh, four and five. Like I said, the next episode is called I Want to Be Him. I don't know who it's going to be. I, I'm, I think it would be interesting to see if it's about Carter. Oh. And if Carter were to say that, would he say it about Rip or would he say it about Lloyd? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Maybe it's about Jamie. Uh, well, but who does Jamie want to be? It's certainly exactly. not his father. We, we haven't ha- we haven't gotten a lot of Jamie except here and there with the investigation and whatnot. So, well, and and I wanted to say too uh, before you know we we wrap this part up is uh, um, Casey and Monica. Like, yay, they're in love still. I mean, yeah. The last time I saw them, she was saying, "I hate you," and I was devastated, and Amy cried, and yeah, no, but uh, but so to see how happy she. she I, I, I mean, talk about like a sacrifice. John just wants his kids around him, but he effectively told Casey up on that mountain, if she needs this, you need to take care of her first. Leave the ranch. Leave me. And then later on was saying to Beth, why do all my children leave me? Which I'm sure Beth was like, hi, thanks. But, um, (laughs) um, but, you know, that, I mean, again, that was a, a really good moment for John Dutton's character and that it, gave us a vehicle to bring Casey and Monica back for the, the sappy love stuff. I was happy about that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like Monica and Casey. I like I'm, just, I'm over Monica. I just... odds, but yeah, that's my thing. I don't, I just don't love, I, I don't love that story. I, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I like, I like her as a character. And again, I wish we got to see more of Monica outside of being Casey's wife and Tate's mom. I just, I just feel like for that storyline, she's either in or she's out. I can't have it just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's it. She's yeah, gotta... but like sometimes that's how relationships are. Like that's, she doesn't want to leave. She loves him, but she hates what his family does. And, and can you part, just walk away? For the most part, the inner out factor i mean that's every well-written love story on like serial tv i mean you know ross and rachel David that's and not Maddie. real <laughs> <laughs> uh, sam and diane pivot. i mean <laughs> pivot <laughs> we're on a break yeah um, but again you know uh, enter summer that could that could really flesh that out in a whole different dynamic and we can yeah. see Monica, you know, grow some lady balls. Although now I'm kind of thinking that I hope that I hope that the summer and John thing goes well. And then Monica might have an ally in the house. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't really think that summer would be okay with all the stuff that goes on around there either. I and I'm sure she'll be shielded from it for a while. Cause John is certainly trying to show her like the beautiful side of, of Yellowstone. But I think that would be interesting if Monica gets a hold of her ear and is like, listen, you need to run as far as you can before you really fall in love with this guy because I'm in love with Casey and I can't walk away. Yeah, I can't walk away, but they're monsters. So Mm. before you catch some feelings, you got to get out of here. That would be an interesting storyline to see how that happens. Yeah, I think, you know, whoever you pair her with, you know, friendship, interest, love interest or whatever, I think having her there, like you said, 
another strong female energy that's not necessarily flowing in the same direction as the Dutton agenda, I think that's going to electrify, you know, what, what was sort of si uh, simmering a little bit in terms of the cast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, we will be watching episode six tomorrow, and then we will come back on uh, to tell you all about it. And again, if you're watching Yellowstone, tell us what you think about it, because we would love to hear some of your theories as well. We're curious, you know, am, are we the only ones who are shipping uh, John and Summer? Or do you think that's a good match? Is anybody else sick of Jamie and ready for him to just stay at that other ranch and never have to see him again? Not Jamie, Jimmy. Um, see, my other least favorite is Jimmy, is Jamie. So Jimmy, Jamie, <laughs> I think it's the names. I don't know. But, uh, you know, what what are your thoughts and how are you feeling about this season? Do you think it's like the best season yet or is it not a great season? I've heard people saying both things about it. So and make you sure you tell see, us what you're thinking. Do you want to see Beth and Summer scratching each other across the table <laughs> or fighting in the pond? Oh, in Nobody the ever sits at that table. Nobody ever sits down at that table. Fight. A trough fight. That's what I need. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Now I feel like it has to happen before the end. Of the Somebody's got to go in the trough before the end of the season. Although I feel like that's super cliche for a cowboy show. But anyway. Make it happen. Hashtag trough fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Check out the Facebook page. Leave us some messages. Check out Yellowstone, the next episode, uh, Sundays at 8 o'clock, right? And yeah. we'll see where this this uh, season keeps taking us. All right, guys. Bye, everyone. This is just a disclaimer. No members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and all news and information that is shared is simply what these yahoos found online.